Hello? It's me, God. <laughs> Sorry, it's me, Sam Hickman, your new God. First joke, here we go, first joke. Feeling good, it's a little bit of a risk. It is a little bit of a risk, but I think you'll have a blast. Okay, here we go. First joke. Ladies and gentlemen. That's it, that's the joke. Because I can see you. And then like we're looking at each other and I'm up here like there are two genders. The ones that start the wars and the ones that piss sitting down. And by that metric, I am both. <laughs> I'm just a silly little slut, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to the Sam Hickman Variety Hour. You can applaud. Thank you, thank you. I'm Sam Hickman. The name is a lie, not my name, the show. We're closer to kind of 90 minutes, two hours, but you know, the Sam Hickman variety show. Sounded garbage, I wouldn't even go to that. And I'm Sam Hickman. Alternatively, the Sam Hickman variety hours. Sounded intense. <laughs> and a little sinister. Which is on brand. <laughs> However, this time around, we're going for brevity, broad appeal with an emphasis on brevity. Because if you know me personally, and I've ever reviewed anything for you, I will always start with its length. <laughs> Be it miles, hours, or inches. My first big punchline, and it's a dick joke. <laughs> She's back! Da, 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 da. Start spreading your thighs. Uh, do you like this costume, though? Do you like this? Sorry, I said, did you like this costume, though? God, thank you so much. As per usual, everything I do has some sick little twist. And the costumings this evening are absolutely no exception. So I'm going to poise a question. You're going to say, how? and then I'll tell you the answer and we'll all scream. Are you ready? Don't scream yet. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Good, okay. How do you make a bias cut satin slip dress a feminist statement? How? You add a pocket. <laughs> Wait for it. For your kazoo. <laughs> there is a kazoo in the pocket of every single costume I am wearing on stage this evening. In this show, in the Sam Hickman Variety Hour, the kazoo is our Chekhov's gun. That's a very clever joke. <laughs> but you know, oh, I'm going into an acting bit now. I'm going into an acting bit. I have to warn people because I'm such an incredible actress. <laughs> 
for those of you who saw my work on Casualty last year, I was <laughs> portraying a woman who didn't want to be there. <laughs> and I was very convincing. <laughs> for those of you who completely missed this, I was on Casualty last year. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. A little bit more of an applause. Thank you. Oh, no, I was on Casualty last year. I was in like the cold open, which is the start of the episode. And I, and I started, I played a beautiful little song. And then I took a bow, I walked off stage, and then a hate crime happened. What do you expect? It's on the BBC. A political joke, racy, edgy, here we are. But now that I've warned you that I'm acting, acting, you can be like, oh no, sad. Like it's a pantomime, okay? Rather than like, oh no, sad. <laughs> like the last two years. So, okay, now are you, are you ready for acting? Whew. Are you ready? Are you ready? Good, okay, great. <laughs> Just checking you're all alive. <sighs> ah, I'm so sad, you gays. Ah, wow, you, it's gonna take a little bit of warming up. Should we do that again? Hold on, I'll do a little twirl. Hold on, okay. I'm so sad, you gays. I know, I know. You know, it's been such a long time since I've been on a stage. And the last time you will have all seen me perform is, is my one-woman show. And I'm sure most of you, the memory that you think of when you think of me is at the end of my one-woman show where I sing a beautiful love ballad about a sex toy. <laughs> And I've had a lot of time to think about all of this and my legacy and whatnot. And, you know, after ruminating for two full years, one question really emerges every time. Did I miss my window to become a serious musician? Is this all I am now? It, is, is this all I get to do? I'm home. <laughs> Nothing new to say, just the same old trash. Life can be a chore, the world can be a bore. So
bring joy to at least six people every year. I'm beautiful. That wasn't a question, that was a statement. For you to say, yes. I'm talented. I'm maybe the most talented thing that's ever been on stage at the Sherman Theater. Well, I mean, it is the Sherman. Don't let them try and tell you that what you love is wrong. Don't ever let what others think silence your soul. I am back here again, doing what I know, performing all my silly songs to full of innuendo. Got it. Uh, well, are you ready for my first guest? You're nice and warmed up now. Uh, my first guest is an absolute star. They all are. She is a regular at Hey Mary, a very, a whip smart talent. My first guest, please welcome the incredible Electra Complex. Hello. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy that? All of your faces are covered, so for her next number, I want more choreography. A little bit more hands, a little bit more this. Okay, I'm going to ask the question again. How do you make a Wilco bedsheet a feminist statement? Kazoo pocket, babe. <laughs> Different kazoo, same level of threat. <laughs> Somebody looked up what a Chekhov's gun was in the, in the little break. <sighs> anyway, this is my favorite outfit of the evening because it took the least amount of time. The other ones were like days, weeks, embroidering while watching WandaVision, <laughs> throwing sequins on the floor of my kitchen. <laughs> this one took a single afternoon and it has a hat. <laughs> Do we love the hat? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love this hat. I feel like a little gay sailor. <laughs> I'm like, ahoy. <laughs> All the board. <laughs> Welcome to the White House. That's my Jackie Kennedy. I'm not good at impressions. <laughs> anyway, are you ready for a Le Comédien ce soir? <laughs> Sorry, that just jumped out. <laughs> oh, French. <laughs> Uh, no, I recently watched Emily in Paris. <laughs> Have convinced myself that I too am a French woman. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? Through my sophisticated and timeless, effortless sense of style. Chic. <laughs> All the board. <laughs> 
Anyway, my next wonderful guest, the comedian for this evening, could be described as having an effortless and sophisticated sense of style. Ooh, God, come on guys, work with me here. I know it's been a long time. <laughs> okay, wonderful, let's try that again. My next guest, ready, ready. My next guest could be described as having a sophisticated and timeless sense of style. <laughs> wonderful, doing better, doing better. Well, a darling of the Cardiff queer alt comedy scene, an absolute legend and a funny, funny guy. Please welcome to the stage the wonderful Lee Thrummage. Hi, I'm Lee Thrummage. Is anyone here afraid of clowns? Yeah? Well, I'm afraid of dying alone, so we're in it together, babe. Lee Thramage, I'm not a real clown. I'm what you call a man in a costume. <laughs> not a natal clown, more of a clown's vestite. <sighs> and I can say that because I am a modern transsexual man trying to have it all. <laughs> the clown costume, uh, it's very divisive. Uh, and I find that being a trans man is kind of like the clown costume that you can't take off. Because for some people, it makes you very, very funny. Other people, very, very scary. And then there's the small population who are weirdly horny for it. <laughs> All right, clown fucker in the audience. <laughs> the balaclava stays on. Um, so yeah, the clown costume does serve a purpose. Um, the clown costume helps me differentiate between my time and your time. Because I've been laughed at my whole life, but now I get paid to do it. So, when I'm in the clown costume, it's my time. Okay, you're allowed to laugh. I give you permission to laugh. When I'm not in the clown costume, please don't laugh at me. I mean, you can laugh, but I will tell my therapist about you. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a grown man in therapy and I'm gonna make it everybody else's problem. I have to include therapy in my set because it's very expensive and if I include it in my comedy, I can write it off as a business expense. <laughs> and because it's so expensive, I have to kind of do it in like bursts. Uh, so I like to think of it like seasons of a horrible television show I am the star of. A sex in the city, if you will. But it's like sobriety in the suburbs. <laughs> or like, um, like a really horrible horrible version of The Bachelor, because this season's dating. The last season was stop crying, now it's dating. And the horrible season of The Bachelor where I turn up to the big mansion, but like the whole lineup is three tranny chasers, my friend who I have a weird homoerotic tension with, and one of Electra's dildos. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing about therapy. Well, look, I think life is the stories you choose to tell. Isn't that beautiful? Therapy doesn't quite let you do that, because um, you have to tell them all the stories, even the ones you'd rather not tell them. Because like, when it comes to my love life, I thought, you know, I've had some ups, I've had some downs, mostly good memories, like a Bridget Jones sort of affair, if Renee Zellweger was into fisting. 
But I had to tell my therapist quite a lot of things. And then there was a moment where she went, oh, yeah, interesting, yeah, okay, yeah, I think I got, got it now. So, like, have you had any romantic relationships that weren't sort of, like, led to or based around humiliation? And I was like, I was like going through the roller decks in my head thinking there'll be one. <laughs> there was not one. And there was a very long pause. And then she went, okay, let's change the subject. What do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah. You usually bring up the clown costume. I did try and do a OnlyFans, because I was like, clowns, people be into that. Turns out you have to be attractive as well. Nobody told me that part, because there's the girl who has sex with puppets, and I was like, this is the same, but no, she's hot. <laughs> I've never been good at dating. I was bad at dating before I transitioned, and now I'm bad at dating, but it's also gay, which I guess is a move in the right direction. <laughs> and the worst part of all of it is, the most frustrating part is, Men treat dating me like a profoundly humbling experience, like a Mediterranean cruise or a venereal disease. <laughs> They'll be like, you made me a better man. And then they take that better man that they've become and they put him inside somebody else <laughs> who isn't me. And all I'm left with is three more songs that I can't listen to without sobbing zero satisfying orgasms, and far too much information about superheroes that I can't get out of my head. <laughs> it's a dire situation. I'm going to do a small interactive bit uh, to show you the direness of the situation. It's going to be very groovy. It's going to be very 60s. We're going to be clicking our fingers. So basically, I just want everyone in the room to start clicking their fingers, if you could do that for me now. If you don't want to, you don't have to. If you can't click your fingers, well, it sucks to be you, doesn't it? And I want you to stop clicking your fingers as soon as I describe you with a statement. First of all, I'm scared of clowns. Second of all, I am not attracted to men. Third of all, I am not a man. Fourth of all, I am monogamous. Fifth of all, I will not try to talk about the MCU. Yeah. Those are my dating prospects that you're listening to right now. Gasping for air. Sorry if being forced into my prospective dating pool was traumatic for you. I do know a good therapist, so. <laughs> so I'm getting my tits off next week. Yes. We love it, get rid of them. I'm gonna miss them though, partially because I do have quite nice cans, and sometimes I'll be like in my house, because I look like this, in case you didn't know. <laughs> oh yeah, if you haven't seen me since before lockdown, I look like this now, it is on purpose. Um, <laughs> so I have quite nice cans, and sometimes I'll be in my house and I'll like catch a reflection of myself in a full-length mirror, and I'll be like, who's photoshopped porn star jugs onto that domestic terrorist? <laughs> and then I'll realize it's me. <laughs> no, but I, I'll miss them because it's kind of like letting go of the tiny last shred I had left of my girl sona that I was doing for a while. And I, I'm not gonna miss being a girl, I've never missed being a girl, but one thing I will miss is the ridiculous amount of shit 
that mildly attractive white women can get away with. Because if I did some of the shit I used to do now, I would be banned from every pub, club, and self-respecting sex dungeon in Cardiff. I tell you now. <laughs> right. I used to go out, like, low-rise jeans, low-cut tops, underwear on display. Back then, it was giving sex kitten. Now, giving sex offender. <laughs> if you walk through Butte Park in a clown costume, and you're like a femme bisexual with a little pixie cut, that's very kooky, that's very cool, that's very, like, Zooey Duchanel-esque. <laughs> if I do it now, it's threatening. <laughs> Disturbing the peace. Ruining the school trip. <laughs> the, the best one, though, is completely unhinged. Why I used to do this, I don't know. Not even my therapist can explain it, but I used to do this power move in the kink community when I'd be hanging out on, a, on like a kink evening. If there was a guy in the smoking area like kind of annoying me or giving me unwanted attention, I used to do this power move, read insane. I used to do this power move where I would like stub out my cigarette, eat the butt, walk away. And it worked, man, it's so stupid, it worked. They were like, oh, she was so intimidating. Don't talk to her, she's crazy, she's intimidating. If I did that now, if I did that now, people would be like, oh, he does not have custody of his children. <laughs> that, that is a man, that is a man that the community mental health team should be aware of. I've, I've lived the manic, pixie, dream girl, kinky, bisexual part of my life. I'm now going into the exhausted, homosexual, depressed, clown uncle era. <laughs> um, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I am saying I am insufferable, regardless of gender identity. <laughs> and isn't that the truly progressive take? <laughs> Doesn't matter what's between your legs, sometimes you're just annoying. So I did tell my therapist about tonight. She does know that I do stand-up comedy, and she was like, okay, so what's your act? And I was like, well, I'm gonna start with the clown costume. I'm gonna move into dying alone and dating. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot into mastectomies and eating cigarette butts. And she was like, oh, cool, um, okay. But she must have liked it somewhat because I've got a double appointment next week. <laughs> uh, I have and always will be Lethramage. Uh, clowns will kill you. Lethramage, everyone. Uh. I'm just gonna walk around, keep clapping, keep clapping. There's a weird spot here, I don't know what that's from. That's the interval. Gasp, someone's went on, I like that. Okay, we'll do it again, we'll do it again, hold on, hold on. We'll do from the clapping again, because I like that, that was very, okay, hold on, hold on, okay. And I'm walking onto the stage. Well, that is the interval. Distraught, I know. We're keeping it short and tight, just like me. 
I have been so stressed about this event for months, for months. Ah, oh, thank you. You guys really have a conversation with yourselves during the interval and come back psyched or don't come back at all. <sighs> I have been so stressed about this event for months. Thank you, you're getting better, you're getting better. Oh, so, so many months. Um, I, I've been having stress dreams about it. <laughs> I know you're just doing this to humor me now and I love it. <laughs> I've been having stress dreams about this, and I had a stress dream the other day where um, instead of booking any guest artists, I just booked the South Wales Gay Men's Chorus. <laughs> For two and a half hours. And I couldn't remember in this dream, I could not, again, this is a dream and it was that specific. I couldn't remember a single thing I'd written down to say during these little bits. So I kept trying to do knock-knock jokes. <laughs> and the audience was not on my side. <laughs> so they would finish a number and then I'd come out and be like, the South Wales Gay Men's Chorus. Knock-knock. <laughs> Silence. It would be no one. They did not like me. They were not on my side. I know, I know. Anyway, I'm glad this is going better than that. <laughs> Thank you. The moral of this story is stars. We're just like you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who in this room hasn't had a dream? where they're being chased through the foyer of the Sherman Theater by an interrupting cow. Moo! Uh, anyway, that is the interval. So you can go to the bar, you can go piss, girl. You can go outside and have a fag. It's not a slur if you do it in the accent. Uh, it is... It is a tight 20 minutes, because if there's one thing I'm known for, it is anal. <laughs> Punctuality. You guys, you guys, you're filthy, my goodness. I'm a good Christian woman on this stage. Anyway, that is the interval. If Rachel is ready in the sound deck, we will start the interval. Play the music. Play the music. 